स्मार्ट कास्ट लिसनिंग टू अंदुस्तान टाइम्स प्रोडक्शन ब्रॉट टू यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट हेलो एंड वेलकम टू दच टी ब्रांच पॉडकास्ट द वीकली कंपेनियन टू योर प्रिंटेड कॉपी ऑफ एच टी ब्रांच वेर आई योर होस्ट करिश्मा कंजैन फ्रॉम टीम ब्रांच गिव यू अ बिहाइंड द सीन्स ऑफ वॉट यूल बी रीडिंग ऑन संडे There'll be interviews with the biggest Bollywood celebrities talking about things that matter to them. You'll also get to know a little more about the columns by Veer Sangvi and Seema Goswami from the columnists themselves. Why should you listen to it? Well, it's one of India's top Sunday magazines. It has the best editors, columnists, and opinion leaders bringing you what's happening around town. Listen on for an additional dose of brunch. This series is available on hdsmartcast.com, India's fastest-growing podcast-producing platform. Hey guys, how's it going? I've never played golf. I mean, I tried my hand at miniature golf, and wasn't that great at it, to be honest. Nothing to boast about, certainly. <laughs> I feel I'm better suited for basketball or tennis. But our HG branch cover star and actor Rakul Preet Singh is quite the pro when it comes to golfing it turns out and it's something that she's been quite passionate about as a child she tells me in a chat this week listen on as she talks about her love for the sport what she's been up to during the lockdown and bollywood Hi Rakul congratulations on your HT branch cover and welcome to the HT branch podcast tell us uh, you know what has the response to the cover story been like hi thank you so much uh, and thank you for the cover um, <laughs> the response has actually been uh, great uh, i got a lot of messages from people who uh, i thought were aware that i play golf but were quite surprised that oh you're a golfer <laughs> also and i said yeah you didn't know i've spoken about it so many times so i just think that you know covering a whole cover story on golf which is my other passion uh, you yeah. know and i'm someone who's very passionate about sports it was really nice so you know on that note itself uh, tell us about uh, your whole uh, love affair with golf you know how did you fall in love with the game and um, how did it kind of evolve from there So I was in my 5th grade when I had my first uh, experience of golf uh, and I hated it. Uh-huh. I would cry to go to the golf course. My dad uh, told me that there's no saying no till you actually try it. Mm-hmm. Um and because he doesn't take no for an answer. So he said unless you learn the game or you give it a fair chance, mm-hmm. uh try uh, your hand at it, you can't really judge a game and I used to always think it's meant for the oldies and you know it's an uncle's yeah. game and I don't want to go. But then uh, eventually I I got a hang of it I started playing but my real interest happened when we moved to Delhi and I was in my 9th standard and I saw a lot of kids playing golf because earlier I was in Devlali and smaller stations right Ferozpur yeah. and you don't have too many kids mm-hmm. or opportunities so you want to do things that other kids do and then when i came to ninth grade uh, in delhi there were just so many kids who played golf we started playing more professionally had proper coaches um started playing the junior circuit and and golf is a very addictive game so once you get yeah. used to it um mm-hmm. you just get used to it so then four years mm-hmm. of my high school ninth to 12th it used to be every day from school straight going to the golf course we used to take the golf course bus 
and go to the golf course. Mum would come there with lunch in half an hour. We would get ready to play and play for three, four hours every single day, at least five wow. times a week. Um, and yeah, uh, that's that's how it happened. And now, unfortunately, I don't get as much time as much yeah. as I would like because golf is also not a game where you can just go play for an hour and come back. It's not yeah. like badminton or uh, tennis or any of these other games. You know, you need to dedicate that half a day, which doesn't happen, uh, unfortunately, as much. All right. But, uh, you know, what's the best part about it for you today? You know, now that you've spent so many years playing it and it's been so integral um, in terms of who you are. Um, right. So what's the best thing about it that, I mean, you feel that it's maybe helped you? You know, I said this in the interview as well, um, that golf is the only sport which is a parallel to life um, because it teaches you um, and any sport actually sort of teaches you how to handle pressure. But because this is your own sport, it's a solo sport, it teaches you that life is your own game and uh, it's dependent only on you. Uh, When you play a shot, you need to put your head down and focus on the shot in hand because the moment you look up, you're going to shank the shot or you're going to miss the shot. And that's a parallel to life. The moment you have your head high and you start thinking too highly of yourself, you can go wrong. Um, Never lose hope because you can have a hole in one as a fluke. Never get too overconfident because you can have a ball loss at any point and you can go down the leaderboard. So I think it's the only sport which is a parallel to life. And also, it's something that teaches you how to handle your nerves. Because every other sport, you're generally playing in that adrenaline rush. You know, it's your... So you're you're very quick with your responses. But here you have to train yourself mentally as well. So it's a mental game. Um, yeah. And that's why for golf, I don't know if people know, you also have uh, mental coaches who train you how to be strong. Um, and I think that always plays a very important part in your life, especially the field that we're in as actors, because you're always exactly. under scrutiny or, you know, someday some people like you, someday they hate you. So how do you <laughs> deal with all of that? is something I find it very easy because um, I've grown up playing golf. And, um, you know, in fact, that was my next question to you. Uh, But, uh, you know, moving on, um, you know, since you mentioned that um, this is the day and age and we do live in the world of social media. And that is where uh, you're hated one day, you're loved the next. uh, um, So does playing golf or playing a sport or, um, you know, is that what you do to mentally take a break from all of this? Or, uh, you know, have you also come up with other things that you do since, you know, this might take half a day. So no, I just don't let it affect me. um, Karishma, I just feel that that's a way of life that you adapt. There's no one activity which is going to help you uh, distance from some sort of negativity. Of course, it'll help. But I think your entire outlook towards how you deal with things needs to change. And to me, luckily, that's happened because I've, like I said, that, you know, I used to play golf and or or I was in sports and I've always handled pressure. And mm-hmm. when this pressure feels, I mean, doesn't feel any, any different. Yeah. Um, so I think as a person, I'm someone who shuts myself down post my shoot is over. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm someone who, who, who shuts off. Once you say pack up, I get back to the yeah, real me. Yeah. Now my social media is meant for me to interact with the fans who want to interact with me and I'll do that. And right. then of course it's but natural. Some people may not like me. Some people may like me, but that's not 
my opinion that's theirs and they can have their opinion and um, if they don't matter to me if their opinion doesn't matter to me it doesn't affect me you know as long as nobody is talking about my work or the people yeah. i love or yeah. you know my closest circle or, or things that matter to me um, right. it doesn't move me right i have to ask how much time do you end up spending on social media sorry <laughs> not much yeah. yeah not much i am not yeah i am not i do my posts but i'm not someone yeah. who will keep flipping through social media and see uh, what's happening who's posting yeah. what i just don't know half the time people say are you living under a rock <laughs> you know <laughs> this happened that happened and, and i just feel that you know there's no end to you giving in to these social pressures yeah so yeah. where do you draw a line and i feel that my life is beyond social media and beyond being an yeah. actor i'm yeah. also my own person and i can have a life beyond going to set and coming back and doing my own things which doesn't necessarily have to have social media and i luckily feel that you know because we are the 90s kids we yeah. didn't grow up on phones from you know from from yeah. say people who are the millennials Yeah 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 now sure. like 2000s right yeah, so yeah. it's not something that we've always seen around we started with basic phones and it's okay so <laughs> i make that conscious effort yeah. that i don't give in to um too much time into social media uh, in fact i keep my social media logged off on my phone so oh. that when i have to use it i log it in so oh, then i don't keep flipping yeah and then that also gives you that one minute where you actually tapping in your password and you yeah yeah so you're not going to just when you're not doing yeah. anything you're not just going to keep flipping through social media and yeah. you know you just sign in when you need to and that's about it that's actually a really nice uh, uh tip that i think i'm going to follow <laughs> but <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but you know social media i feel i mean uh, has also kind of changed the way we see the way the idea of fame is perceived today like you know where you can get a thousand followers with one reel right and uh, but it might not last versus when we were growing up or even 10 years ago uh, getting famous mm-hmm. was a big thing i mean it didn't happen so easily and once you became right. famous you stayed famous for a while um you know this is without any scandals or whatever this is like legit positive kind of fame um right. so what is your opinion of what fame is in today's day and age See, I'll tell you, fame is very different for everyone. You know, some people yeah. think that uh, having a decent following on social media is their claim to fame, and I'm talking about pe- normal people. You know, oh, I have yeah, yeah. 10k followers, and this is great, and this is the cool thing right now. But I really think that this is all very temporary. Of course, everything has its own pros and cons, yeah. and when you chase the right dream, like my dream was not to be famous. My dream was to be an actor. now yeah. being famous or being a celebrity or being socially active all of that comes along with being an actor right and that will eventually happen if i chase my dream right it will happen so i look at it that way and even with social media i think it's a see it's a great platform to sort of have to influence people who are following you you know influence them on something good to talk about issues i think it served as a great help during covid times where people could yeah. connect help each other you know news reaches fast but then also what news reaches fast the right. source of the news you know things like yeah. that so yeah. so there's there's so much and i think you need to figure that what is fame for you Yeah. are you looking at that 2 minutes of fame that you're going to get at social media and be happy with that yeah. or the number of likes that you get on your picture or yeah. are you more than that 
and i feel that you know we are more than that i mean this is yeah. this is basically the technology is sort of drawing people and making putting them into a herd mentality and getting yeah. them stuck to something which is which is you know like the social dilemma show show talks about yeah yeah, yeah. it's exactly. trapping you so exactly. i think if you're strong enough to not get trapped then it's great it's fun entertainment mm-hmm. and if you do get trapped then find a way to get out of it <laughs> all right that sounds like something that people do need to hear today um but i'm sure the next question is something that you've been asked multiple times but any tips on how to catch a break when it comes to bollywood you know it's uh, difficult to crack and uh, there are so many people in bombay who are trying to do it every single day you know what is not difficult to crack you know how many people write their engineering exams and there are only a few engineering colleges everybody wants to yeah. do iit Yeah yeah so many people write their medical exams but there are only a few seats for doctors and we don't talk about it because that's not showbiz and we discuss bollywood because it's showbiz right yeah. because yeah. i have yeah. the uh, access to talk to you and do this podcast and say that but i'll say that everything is difficult if you want to excel in it mm-hmm. but nothing is difficult if you have the will power for it you know i think yeah. i look at it that way and i came from a completely um no filmy background yeah, you know yeah. i had no connection at all but that's why it took long but then you know i think you just have to be at it and keep believing in yourself and keep trying till things work your way and i was always of the belief that you know there are a lot of people who keep trying for many many years but i had given myself a certain window that i am going to give myself 2 to 3 years and if things work out great and if they don't then i fall back on my studies i make something else yes. of my life so i think be very idealistic with the situation around give your 100% always be your you know at your best um whether you're preparing for a role or the way you look or the way you are working on your skills um because even a 99 doesn't work you have to give your 120% every time and then that's it don't stress about it and just keep working and i i believe that if if you are genuinely honestly working towards your dream sooner or later you will get it that's actually quite inspiring uh and you know finally i have to um ask you what have you been up to during the lockdown and any lockdown learnings or self discovery oh god <laughs> lots the first lockdown gave me a lot of self discoveries and there were learnings and you know that was the first time i had so much time to myself i realized that i'd never had such a long break in my life um yeah. at that point i got into a lot of reading a lot more meditation lot more yoga uh, you know just understanding and my reading was deep reading of the vedas and the uh, upanishads wow. and all of that I, I and this that. lockdown is just sort of dealing with or, or reaffirming that we all forgot that you know nature is bigger than any one of us when the lockdown was lifted we got back to our work and then again we've been made to forced to sit into our houses and this makes you think that really what are you chasing in life and uh, what is your stand and who are you literally on this this huge planet negligible yeah um so yeah a lot of these things come into perspective you start understanding that what really matters is people around you and your family and and love and affection from them and then work happens you know the yeah. fretting over anything is really not going to help so yeah i think you just become more i mean at least for me i became more rooted more spiritually inclined 
I've always been a spiritual person, but right now I'm more calm that everything will happen. Stressing is not going to be a solution for anything. And that's something that everybody definitely needs to follow at this point because I think everybody is just sitting and stressing at different levels. <laughs> yeah, I just feel that, you know, I'm going to give a very spiritual answer to this. I just feel that as humans, we we believe or we start believing that stress is an inevitable part of our life. You know, because even when people ask you questions, so how do you manage the stress when you're working for a film and, you know, you're working long hours? But who said I'm stressed? I want to do it. That's why I'm doing it. You know, so so I think everybody just feels that you're supposed to be stressed. City life is meant to be stressed, you know, mm. and life today is difficult. So be stressed. But there are ways to deal with it. And I think that's something that this lockdown has helped me understand and eliminate uh, from my life completely. Um, and people also need to understand because with stress, you are just harming your own body, increasing yeah. your whether it's COVID related stress, because stressing is not the solution. Yes, taking precautions is, being righteous and following the rules is. But then if you get COVID or if you hear of things around, being in fear is only going to worsen things. So I think understanding that is very important in today's time. Yeah, completely, completely agree with you. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time, Rakul, for this wonderful conversation. Thank thank you, Karishma. I remember speaking to Chef Floyd Cardoz when he was here for Christmas before the pandemic hit. Little did I know that uh, that would be the last time I spoke to him as he succumbed to COVID shortly after. The other two partners, uh, Samir and Yash, have not had it easy given the pandemic has hit restaurants hard, including theirs. While I'm yet to visit the Bombay canteen, I've gone to its uh, Gon counterpart, O Pedro, and the food was exactly what I was looking for. And it's their journey during the pandemic that HD Brunch columnist Veer Sangvi talks about this week. Listen on for more. When you go to a restaurant, particularly a hip, really trendy one, does it occur to you that the people who run it, the people who own it, have actually undergone their share of heartbreak? about how difficult it's been for them to keep open, to remain happy during this terrible period? Well, I talk this time to people who run one of Bombay's hippest restaurants, the Bombay Canteen. The group includes O Pedro and Bombay Sweet Shop. And believe me, they've gone through hell during this lockdown. They lost their founder and their original managing partner, the great chef Floyd Cardos, but they've come out of it. They've found a way to survive all of the heartaches and troubles they've had. They've motivated their staff. They've adjusted to delivery. They've come to the conclusion that this is a new world and they have to adapt. So listen to that story. Read that story. You'll enjoy it. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Probably makes for the most relatable lyrics of a song for me. It wasn't just about the song that made it stick, but the show, Friends. Rachel, Ross, Monica, Chander, Phoebe and Joey are no strangers to 90s kids, which is when the show is running for a decade. The end of the show in 2004 seemed like the end of an era to me. I love the quirk and character that every and each character brought to screen and it is still my go-to feel-good show. Um, So when the reunion happened recently and aired, of course I watched it. 
complete with a box of tissues and hugging a pillow no less i mean even janice and gantha were there i was quite surprised to see the backlash against it with people pitting the show against others but live and let live no matter what your quirks are that's what the show is about no that and that they'll always be there for you well here's ht branch columnist rehana munir's take on it so uh, everyone's watched the friends reunion episode by now i imagine and uh, i've heard a lot of responses uh, a lot of the international press they've complained about the stage nature of the interactions the gimmicks that were too gimmicky and all sorts of other not so friendly things uh, i had a wildly different response uh, uh, it was very emotional for me because i was an adolescent when i first saw the show and uh, hanging out and spending an unholy number of hours with my friends at the time doing nothing in particular so uh, in a way it was like watching an elegy for our lost youth you know to put it very dramatically uh, even though we were all trying very hard to hold on to our status of you know being eternally young at age 40 Uh, there are of course cooler shows and shows that are far cleverer but you know friends came together in a way that has hasn't been repeated uh, since uh, even though we are now you know television hit a kind of a golden era in the decade uh, following the uh, the finale of friends uh, with ott coming in and uh, everything sort of hitting new standards of excellence but uh, i haven't seen a sitcom that's uh, hooked me on or has uh, uh, has been so addictive and uh, while watching this reunion episode uh, you know i i was particularly uh, uh, interested in and fascinated by the craft of it how they made the show back then the sets the live audience the casting of it the writing of it and um, most importantly it made me think of who i was and uh, who my friends were at the time when the show first aired in india um, so this week's column is spun out of memories of the show um it's a show that's sort of given me a shorthand a kind of a not so secret secret language to use with some of my favorite people you know all the references associations and all the voices you do uh, when you're among friends fans or friends nerds and we're unabashedly that so um that's what this week's column is about and i hope you enjoy it bye You heard an instrumental piece last week and read about what would seem like the opposite of it a cappella which is vocals only in our HT branch Sunday debate with Archit Anand and Pia Pada This week we got Pia to sing an a cappella version of the famous 90s song Jia Jale from the movie Dil Se hope you like it Hi my name is Pia Potar and I am a singer songwriter based out of Gurgaon The song you're going to be listening to next is an a cappella cover of the song Jia Jale from the movie Dil Se. All the sounds produced in this cover have been done solely using my vocals and no instruments have been used. I hope you enjoy it. Kunji thanji kunji kyo mun thari mathali channi kyo munjani varna chandari baave thange na kathakri miyadam thangani laave
ਸੰਡੇ ਬ੍ਰਾਂਚ The weekend is when you take a break from a hectic week whether it's work from home or work from work. It's also a day to develop perspective on things by not just consuming news but also analyzing it by listening to different points of views and figuring out what you feel about it. We hope we've been able to do just that with today's HD Branch podcast. Feel free to give us feedback and suggestions on HD Smartcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or DM us directly at HD Branch on Instagram and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariye se. I will see you back here next weekend with another dose of entertainment that keeps things real. Till then, happy brunching guys. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.